0: Welcome to American Road Trip Talk, where you meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. My name is Foster Brown. I'm your host for these visits, where you find the stories behind the stories in our quarterly magazine. For many years now, Erica Nelson has been like a big game hunter, stalking her elusive prey all over the continental United States. The major difference is not the size of her quarry, but that they stand still so patiently waiting to be captured. I'm referring, of course, to the world's largest collection of the world's smallest versions of the world's largest things. Erica is a peripatetic artist who has scoured the American road for the largest coin, biggest bowl of string, biggest bank vault door, and most recently, the world's largest baseball. During this interview, we'll catch up with our busy copyist as she's home for a short break before heading out to capture another one of the American Road's largest roadside attractions. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the mother road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. It's my pleasure, as it has been to finally get hold of this young lady. Her name is Erica Nelson, and she is a frequent contributor to American Road magazine. She is the person who has the calm about the world's largest collection of the smallest replicas of the world's largest thing. She is none other than Erica Nelson. And, Erica, thanks so much for being with us here on American Road Trip Talk.
1: Well, good to be back, Foster.
0: You're a hard person to tie down, but we're glad to have uh, finally cornered you.
1: Just uh, something about the road that just keeps calling me, which does make it hard to
0: catch up. Your sworn duty has been to uh, travel the highways and byways of our country looking for unique kind of things. I mean, a huge baseball bat or a ball of twine or a, a safe door on a bank. What have been some of the things that have been catching your eye as you've been traveling recently? Well,
1: I just got back from uh, two and a half weeks on the road. And I spent most of my time in North and South Carolina. Uh, there are giant peaches, giant peanuts. Uh, one that <laughs> a little bit like a circus peanut, so I might or might not replicate that. Although I, although I do appreciate its catchiness. Teapot museum that is housed in a uh, giant teapot. Oh my! Just uh, all sorts of wonderful, wonderful things. And I can't believe. Out of all of these road miles that I've traveled, I've never been to south of the border before. So I got to spend a nice day at south of the border.
0: South of the border as in where? Mexico?
1: No, uh in South Carolina. One of the um, oldest uh, kitschy tourist traps built in uh, late 1940s, early 1950s and Anybody in the North and South Carolina area will recognize the signs that start promoting south of the border just hundreds of miles away. So by the time you're there, you are worked (laughs) up to a fever pitch of the full south of the border experience.
0: Oh, my. It's like a Burma shave ad that keeps on going and going and going.
1: (laughs) Yes. Yes, it does.
0: Now, I understand that you were involved in a big project this last uh, summer the summer of 2013, where, matter of fact, we could not get in touch with you because, believe it or not, there are some places where there are no cell phone signals. There
1: are still some of those pockets. Yeah, once again, uh, this summer found me in the town that houses one of the world's largest baseballs, Miscota, Kansas. Uh, we spent some time earlier in the spring prepping a giant water tower that had been torn down but then saved in a... Big hole cut in the side so that it can serve as a museum devoted to rural baseball. Oh, wow. And since it was this big round water tower, uh, it made the most sense to create a big baseball um, at the exterior.
0: Now, by the way, we're, we're talking with Erica Nelson, who is a, um, a kind of a chronicler of these wonderful roadside attractions that uh, for many years, when we weren't blazing by at 75, 80 and <clears throat> higher miles per hour uh, on expressways, we got to kind of enjoy these roadside attractions. And you've been chronicling them now for how many years?
1: I can't believe this, but I've been doing this for a decade now. Wow. And I, I like using that phrase because it sounds so much more impressive than
0: just 10 years. <laughs> you are an artist yourself, right?
1: Yeah.
0: What I was hearing, by the way, is you not only are making replicas of these things, but you are also, it sounds like, involved in some of the work of renovating them, or in, in the case of the baseball, were you involved in some of the work of creating it?
1: Um, We did a a work day as a a large group of rural leaders came from all over the state of Kansas, and we descended on Muskoda for a work weekend and helped with that. And then my art partner and I went back to Muskoda and spent one month on the ground painting a wraparound baseball mural, also celebrating their native son, Joe Tinker. So um, it's really this sort of multi-tiered approach in promoting... Uh, these rural communities that have yeah. something really big to say in whatever way they need to
0: say it. Yeah, that's an exciting thing, too. It, it is not just about the curiosity of these items, but it, there's there's a real cause behind it, which is to, uh, a lot of these communities have been forgotten, uh, left behind when, it's like the old days of the railroad bypassing a community. When the expressway bypassed a community, a lot of them got left out of the loop, even though they were part of, you know, the, the famous routes beforehand. And that's part of the passion of what you and a lot of other people are doing as well. Is there kind of an organization out there that is that is doing this or a movement of some kind?
1: Um, I'm involved in a lot of different movements, but it depends on the type. Um, Here in Kansas, there's a Kansas Sampler Foundation that sort of looks at these small towns and really uh, promotes their viability by encouraging them to be exactly what they are. There's also a Kansas Kansas Leadership Center that um, goes into more of the the theory and practice behind rural renewal. But every state has that sort of core group of leaders and visionary people who are not going to let their towns die. So I it varies
0: state by state. Well, uh, that's excellent. And I'm, I'm delighted that we're connected to you and uh, that you are so much a part of that because that really is the, the magic of the American Road that we have been chronicling with American Road magazine now for uh, a little more than those 10 years, about the same matter of fact, amount of time that you've been out on the road. We're delighted to have you as a regular columnist there. I'm curious, how many items are there now in your collection of the world's... Largest collection of the world's smallest replicas of the world's largest things?
1: Last count was 98, but I made two more just before I hit the road so that I could take meta photos of my <laughs> world's smallest version coming back to a world's largest thing.
0: I love so,
1: it. <laughs> I created one special for the last trip.
0: Oh, that's marvelous. What was your last creation?
1: Um, I replicated the uh, Shell Service Station in Winston-Salem. Um, It's a – Shell did a series of memetic architecture gas stations that were shaped like their logo, and I – I saw it uh, two years ago, and then this year I knew I'd be passing back through, so I made sure to have that replicate done so I could bring them together and take some meta photos.
0: <laughs> well, Eric and Nelson, thank you so much for taking some time out of your busy travels to join us here in America Road Trip Talk. So, where are you headed to now?
1: Uh, yeah, Twin Rapids, Iowa. My art partner is building a giant plow form, and we're trying to at least get the structure in the ground before it gets to a hard freeze.
0: You said a plow?
1: Yeah, so it's close to two stories tall, and it's a a plow share. He's welded it together out of old windmill trucks. So he's been harvesting windmills for about a year and a half and uh, using those struts to create this this giant plow.
0: That is fascinating. Safe journeys for you. We look for many more of these wonderful, largest attractions on American Road in our magazine.
1: All right. Thank you, Foster Brown.
0: Take care of yourself. Will do. Today's interview is brought to you by the Illinois Route 66 Scenic Byway, where the Mother Road begins. From famous roadside restaurants to hidden gems, Route 66 in Illinois offers a journey back in time. You've been listening to another edition of the American Road Trip Talk where we meet the people behind the stories in American Road Magazine. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast and will watch for our next one as they appear weekly on our blog page at AmericanRoadMagazine.com You can also subscribe to them on iTunes. You'll also find a wealth of information waiting for you on our homepage, like itineraries for your next trip sweepstakes special bargains and so much more until we meet again on the american road remember that the joy is in the journey